1110. Oh, there we go. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Oh, that was my fault. Uh, apparently, there's uh, on the head uh, the headset level here is just, if you go a little bit too low, you don't hear anything. That's interesting. I did not know that. All righty, so welcome to Hour 3 of the Technically Flawless Pete Callender Show. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Um... Let's see. I'm looking here at the uh, at the Twitter machine. Oh my goodness! I don't know what has happened. Um, there apparently I have stirred up something. I've got a lot of notifications all of a sudden. I'll have to check that during the break. But um, last hour, going over uh, the uh, all the reasons why the media is not covering the Twitter files. And Margot Cleveland's piece at thefederalist.com. So uh, one of the reasons that they're not covering it is because they cannot let go of Russia as the boogeyman. Right? That's what Cleveland identified as uh, one of the reasons. And I agree with that, by the way. And you see it everywhere now. In fact, I I laughed. Literally, I LOL'd when I saw... That they're the the uh, the World Economic Forum people, they're saying that criticism of them is being driven by the Russians. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, Stephen Miller, Stephen L. Miller, it's written for National Review, New York Post, Fox News. He hosts a podcast called uh, Versus Media. He says media outlets are now labeling the forums. Great Reset Ideas, the World Economic Forum, their Great Reset Ideas for post-pandemic growth as some sort of bizarre conspiracy cooked up by online trolls. The the, the problem with this media, folks, um, just a heads up, like there are videos, there are slideshows, there are presentations, there are charts, there are interviews. It's very real. The people who put this stuff out there, the World Economic Forum folks with the Great Reset, right? They, they were the ones that said all of this. This wasn't some online troll operation. The Great Reset has been a focal issue for the World Economic Forum and its global allies for years. Still, the media are attempting to neutralize any criticism of the WEF or its ideas or tactics or its leader, Klaus Schwab, a man who looks like he should be running around in an 80s action movie screaming diplomatic immunity. That's what I said. The media are labeling several ideas born out of the WEF as online conspiracies. Ideas like, we're going to replace cattle meat with insects and artificial proteins. Yeah. That's all just conspiracy stuff from uh, 8chan or 4chan, right? That's where that stuff came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just those whack jobs on talk radio, the ones talking about all the eating of the insects. Yeah, except we don't do those stories. Like, I'm not going out and talking to scientists and trying to get them on the record with their ideas to make me eat crickets. No. That's coming from the World Economic Forum. It's from... Guys like Bill Gates, right? These these people that believe themselves to be smarter than you, smarter than me, smarter than basically everyone, 
and they're in position to save the world. They really believe it. They said it. They literally said it at the forum. Again, the problem with trying to dismiss this stuff as crazy crackpot conspiracy theory is that the people who are alleged to have said these things keep saying the things and they say them on the record and in front of cameras. They don't deny this stuff. Um, by the way, the uh, there was a slogan, own nothing, be happy, right? That actually, this one came, this one was labeled a conspiracy theory as well, except that came from the World Economic Forum as well. It was posted up on their website. They've taken the link down, which of course now enables the media to say that it started in internet forums, but it didn't. This is what they said. You will own nothing, right? And you will be happy. The Associated Press, they got a headline here. As elites arrive in Davos, conspiracy theories thrive online. In their report, they say now in increasingly mainstream corners of the Internet and on conservative talk shows, the Great Reset has become shorthand for what skeptics say is a reorganization of society using global uncertainty as a guise to take away rights. Correct. Yes, correct. That is exactly what it is. Yes, you are right. And again, that's not me saying it. That's the World Economic Forum people saying it. You watch the videos of of, uh, person after person after person coming across the stages, whether it's Al Gore screaming like an insane person, right? Or it's Joe Manchin talking about getting rid of uh, free speech protections for certain kinds of misinformation and such, right? Or, um, or, like any of them talking about the censorship goals. They are all on the same page. They talk about how uh, the U.S. is going to have to basically come around to the European view on on free speech. They're saying these things in public at these at the forum. They're recording it. They're putting it up online. People are watching the videos and responding to it. It's a pretty accurate description. Here is uh, Klaus Schwab's own words. In, um, yeah, in The Great Reset, this is what he said, COVID-19, The Great Reset, here's what he said, quote, The Great Reset is a guide for anyone who wants to understand how COVID-19 disrupted our social and economic systems and what changes will be needed to create a more inclusive, resilient, and sustainable world going forward. Oh my gosh, I just got weak in the knees with the words resilient and sustainable. Oh my gosh, and inclusive on top of that. I know that's how a lot of people on the left react when they hear these words. These are the buzzwords. These are like the words that just hit your erogenous zones. I get it, lefties. I totally understand. However, when you start talking about what this looks like when applied, right? How, like pragmatically, practically, what does it look like? It means eating bugs, And they tell you this. (laughs) They say this stuff to you. The purpose of, he says in this book, The Great Reset, the purpose of this book is to shake up, and I don't know what accent that is actually, I'm sorry. He says the purpose is to shake up and to show the deficiencies which were manifest in our global system even, uh, even before COVID broke out. Right? We should debate the merits, and lack thereof, of whatever these guys are cooking up on their gas stoves, which they want to ban. By the way, did you know that's where this came from? The ban, the, the ban on the gas stoves? They were pushing for it a couple years back. Did you know that? 
We should debate the merits of their proposals. We absolutely should. The problem is we have media folks, once again, that are not actually interested in fostering the debate. They're labeling one side of the debate, the side that is against these things that really sound like you're taking away our rights to various things. You want to label these conspiracy theories. There is an investigative journalist named Jordan Schachtel. Schachtel? I don't know. How how would you pronounce it? S-C-H-A-C-H-T-E-L. Schachtel? Jordan. Well, we're going to call him Jordan. I actually subscribe to his Substack. It's called The Dossier. And I think there's a, I, th- I don't pay for it. I think there's a free version. So if you're interested, you can find it. It's called The Dossier. Um, by the way, do not click on the link of the video of the hookers in the Moscow hotel room. That's not, that's not accurate. Okay. The World Economic Forum and its benefactors are facing major headwinds, he says. They're playing defense now. What was once a shadowy ruling class ideas shop has been forced into the spotlight, exposing its powerful network to unwanted attention from the common folk. The WEF's extremist agenda, which has advanced global narratives such as the Great Reset, Build Back Better, You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy, right, among others, right, is now being met with increasingly fierce resistance in the United States and in pockets abroad. Both governmental and private actors are taking action against the Davos man's agenda items. The WEF is feeling the heat, and for the first time on record, they are waging a concerted, defensive public relations campaign against the forces that oppose its advocacy for technocratic tyranny. I'm going to come back to this. Technocratic tyranny. Because this is, I believe what is going to be the self-defeating issue of this technocratic tyranny on the left. Theo Jordan wrote about it at his substack. He calls it the coming collision, the impending implosion. Think about it. You've got this idea that it's all about the democracy, but on the other hand, you've got technocratic tyranny. And the people who are using both of these issues right they're advancing both of these propositions they are saying like we're the defenders of democracy got to protect the democracy right they keep talking about that but then on the other hand they're all on board with this technocratic tyranny right the state being the ones to decide what is information what is not you'll own nothing and be happy eat the bugs not the beef right there these two ideas cannot be held simultaneously they're on a collision course we'll get to that News Talk 1110-993-WBT. World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. I don't know why I said it like that, but just weeks before this big invite-only closed-door gathering, there was an article published claiming that the uh, the WEF is the victim of a disinformation campaign. The piece was written by a a man named Adrian Monk who now serves as the WEF's communications chief. And in the piece, he declared that a, quote, Russian propaganda campaign is responsible for people's negative perception of the World Economic Forum. (laughs) It's the Russians. 
It's the Russians. That's it. Look, I mean, I, I think I would submit here that the Russians would very much like to see the World Economic Forum recommendations be approved, be adopted, be forced upon people. I think, honestly, I think the Russians would be like, yeah, go for it. We like it. Sounds good. Oh, yeah, totally. Going to. Oh, yeah, we'll be able to sell you all of the, the oil. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to be weakened. You're going to have no military. You guys are going to be, like, wasting away because you're eating bugs. This is like a win-win-win. I mean, the World Economic Forum should be like the Russian Economic Forum. That, like, they're the big winners here. And China, Russia and China. Did you hear also, I heard on the news today, they're, uh, they're doing some, uh, some maneuvers or something. They're, they're doing something with South Africa. Like... Are, are you guys trying to create, like, the Legion of Doom, right? This is the, the villain organization. We got the Russians. Let's bring in the commie Chinese. And, all right, we need somebody else. I mean, I don't know why North Korea is not part of this band, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure they could probably, like, carry the guitars to and from the stage. But you got the North Korea that's still out there. Then look around, you're like, yeah, South Africa, yeah. Let's do South Africa. Because you guys haven't, what, completely shed the stink of apartheid just quite yet. <laughs> you just want to <laughs> just work on that brand a little bit more? Ah, Lee. Pretty amazing. Let me go over here and get Jimmy on. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's you up? Know, the, the idea is that this, uh, the, these, uh, the economic forum in uh, Switzerland, uh, Davos, they seem to have watched too many 60s and 70s movies like Logan's Run and Stolen Green and all. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like that. Yeah, I mean, these ideas are not, I mean, yeah, the idea, first off, that we would eat bugs. Like, I understand why you do that. If you've ever played a survival video game, yeah, you eat bugs. You know why? Because it's like the most crudest, rudimentary form of uh, protein and sustenance that you can find besides berries, right? So that's why, yes, it's, you know, millennia ago, man's running around trying to get food before they made the first spear. Yeah, I could get some bugs. I can lift up uh, uh, some tree bark and find some grubs and eat them. Is it ideal? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Right, where's the uh, these progressives? Again, this is another example. The progressives seem to always want to regress on this stuff. I thought we had graduated from the bug eating, you know? Yeah, but... Here's the big question. Are they going to eat the bugs? Oh, no, that's or, or for you. Or are they just going to stash some cows away yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in their own pen? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. The bugs are for you to eat. The the uh, the electric vehicles are for you to own and not be able to charge, right? You, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. You're not going to be able to own anything. They're still going to own stuff. I mean, look, at they, they all flew their private jets out to Davos. They actually had a booth set up there, apparently, where uh, people were able to measure their carbon footprint. So they, when you walk in, you can tell them, I guess, and they can run a scan of your body, I don't know, and uh, your finances, and then they say, oh, okay, your carbon footprint is this. right? So like these people have very little self-awareness, I think, because the, I think it's just fatal. It's the conceit. It's arrogance. It's they believe we're going to have to live under the rules, not them, because that's the way it's always been for them. Jimmy, I appreciate the call. I, I like. I don't. I, I am under no illusion here that they do not intend 
to live by the things that they are trying to implement. They're not going to be living under these rules. Yeah, Jimmy is correct. They will have their own little stash of cows off the grid someplace. (laughs) And they'll be getting their uh, filet. So according to this guy, Adrian Monk, who is now the World Economic Forum's communications chief, says it's a Russian propaganda campaign that's responsible for people's negative perception of the organization. Quote, the intent was apparently to spread disinformation in a bid to stir far right outrage about COVID-19 and perpetuate domestic terrorism. The means was often via bots that would push far-right conspiracy theories to communities on boards such as 4chan. And then he calls for censorship. (laughs) It's very convenient how it works out. Isn't it amazing? Like, the response is always the same. And look, you know me. I am all about solutions. But at some point, people, your solution to every single problem cannot be more government and more censorship. It it just can't be. I'm going to start to think... I'm going to start to think that you're either kind of lazy in crafting these solutions or you don't know anything else to suggest. So I don't need to listen to you anymore because all you ever say is more government and more censorship. So that's what he wants to do. We need to censor the online perpetrators of the disinformation. And the disinformation, mind you, are the things that the people at the World Economic Forum have said. (laughs) It's their, their speeches, their comments that are then shared, that's the disinformation. This is gaslighting. So in 24 hours from right now, this moment, I will actually be at the Union County Ag Center. And I would love to see you there. It's the uh, 31st Annual Crime Stoppers BBQ uh, Barbecue. 31st Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Uh, it is at the Ag Center, $10 uh, for the tickets or the plates. Uh, you get barbecue. And there's also going to be music, appearances of local officials, also the presentation of the Law Enforcement Officer of the Year. So uh, we'd love to see you out there. Come on by the WBT staff. We're going to be out there hosting our shows from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Uh, but the doors open for you at 11, 11 a.m. I'm not saying you can't eat barbecue before 11 a.m. I'm just saying you can't get this barbecue before 11 a.m. That's all I'm saying. Also, uh, Miss North Carolina, Carolyn Martin's going to be there, too. So uh, we'd love to see it. Like I said, come on out. And if you want info, it's at uh, UnionCountyCrimestoppers.com forward slash BBQ. All righty. Uh, thank you, Foo on Twitter, who sent me the uh, the breaking news. In May 2022, this court suffered one of the worst breaches of trust in its history, the leak of a draft opinion. The leak was no mere... You know what this is about, right? This is from the U.S. Supreme Court concerning the leak investigation of the Dobbs decision. The leak was no mere misguided attempt at protest. It was a grave assault on the judicial process to meet our obligations as judges... Uh, we accept submissions from parties, and but anyway, so they talk about the process and how bad this was, and this is you know part of our deliberations. And so then, when, when it got leaked, we then assigned the uh, marshal of the Supreme Court and her staff. And after months of diligent analysis and forensic evidence, 
interviews of almost 100 employees, the Marshals team determined that no further investigation was warranted with respect to many of the 82 employees who had access to electronic or hard copies of the draft opinion. 82 people had access. In following up on all available leads, the Marshals team performed additional forensic analysis and conducted multiple follow-up interviews of certain employees. But the team has to date been unable to identify a person responsible by a preponderance of the evidence. So that's that. They got away with it. Good job, everybody. Way to really restore confidence in the institutions. Doing a good job. Heck of a job. Alrighty, so the World Economic Forum, also doing a heck of a job undermining credibility in institutions. Because when you hear who is, who's at this thing, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, the communications chief says that all of the criticism against the World Economic Forum now is a Russian propaganda campaign. And he's calling for mass censorship and surveillance. Quote, The consequences of unabated misinformation are dangerous. Misinformation concerning COVID-19 and vaccines cost lives during the pandemic. The revelations around the January 6th Capitol Hill riot reveal false information uh, about elections and how it can threaten the foundations of democracy. So this this is the collision course. That Theo Jordan writes about at his uh, his Substack. The left has yet to realize that rule by credentialed experts, where college-educated elites decide what gets taught in K twelve, right? That is on a collision course with democracy. Why? Because the values of college-educated leftists are not the values of typical voters. So they're going to have to pick: do they want democracy? Or do they want credentialed experts in the bureaucracy to veto the will of the people? I can answer that. It's the latter. Yeah, they want the, they want the power because that's who, that's who they are. That's what it's about. This collision is going to happen sooner rather than later, he says. Coercion and rule or societal herding, like H-E-R-D-I-N-G, herding, right, by way of the expert class. This machine of societal herding, which is really a machine of social engineering, is actually a machine built for power retention. But this machine has, according to Theo Jordan, massively overplayed its hand during the pandemic. Years have been spent building this nationwide fervor of the moral versus the monsters. This is how everything is framed. We are the moral. They are the monsters. It has crossed Uh, or has been used across every single front, he says. It's no longer policy discussion. It's an existential threat, right? Usually caused by conservatives. And the only way to uh, protect ourselves from the existential threat, from the monsters, is to vote for Democrats. This morality binary, right? It's a false choice. This morality binary, monsters versus the moral, it's 24-7, 365. It hits, uh, this hit an absolute fever pitch under Trump when a significant portion of society and, importantly, much of the establishment or the rational, right, turned maniacal from the incessant programming. 
This is what Trump derangement syndrome means. It actually doesn't have much to do with Donald Trump at all. That's why it was so easy to just port the same blind and rabid rage at the, quote, anti-vaxxers, right? There's just always, and now it's getting ported over to DeSantis or parents at school board meetings or Canadian truckers, right? All It's the same play over and over and over again. Anyone that stands in the way of the cause, they are the monsters, right? It's all coming from design. It's not organic development. Theo Jordan says that he uses the term propaganda 101. Why? Because it's the oldest trick in the book. It's the introductory level class. Right? It's 101. Publicly accusing somebody else of the thing that you yourself are doing. We see this everywhere. Media saying that they have to keep us safe from disinformation. Meanwhile, we have the endless receipts on how horrifically they are curating information and science while big tech suppresses truth. Right? Then you have these pleas, oh, the end of democracy from the same machine that's openly influencing elections and manufacturing Russian fairy tales to try to remove a sitting president. They cry fascism. Meanwhile, they're using government, media, the corporate sphere, and they're demanding obedience to detached and deranged ideologies. That Yet they're projecting onto you that you're the fascist. There may be no greater example of this concept than how frequently, frequently we hear the term tyranny of the minority lobbed at the right. It's in transgender debate. It's in an anti-religiosity um, uh, movement as well. Right. For example, it's an unquestionable minority with an insanely disproportionate level of control of cultural channels, forcing its worldview and ideology onto the masses. Right. That is a tyranny of the minority. The dynamic underway with the Truman Show, he calls it off of the movie with Jim Carrey. Great movie with the bloated and ever expanded federal apparatus now working to com- in complete unison with our media and this expert class structure to force a leftist agenda through moralizing. Think about the expert class and where it comes from. Academia, right? Academia. And this ideology has overrun the universities and it is now in, in the grade school system. The long march through the institutions, as the neo-Marxist Antonio Gramsci called it, right? It's revolution through cultural usurpation. Take over the culture and you will win the politics. But you have to make the proletariat, the workers, a schlubs. You got to make us believe that it's our culture. And so that's what the cultural elites do, right? They tell you what is in fashion, what is not, what is your culture, what isn't, uh, what's acceptable, what's appropriate, what's cool, what's not. And that's how they march through. You, they, make, they make us think it's our culture. And then we will defend it. He says, it almost worked, but they overplayed their hand. I'm not sure I buy into this, but I'll tell you what he says up next. Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. 
All right, so the uh, Substack is written by Theo Jordan. And just a heads up, if you subscribe to this Substack, prepare to be spanned. This guy writes like 17 pieces a day, and they're all very lengthy. So I admit I do not read all of them. I cannot. But uh, I do find some of his stuff uh, very interesting, and he takes sort of a philosophical approach on a lot of these uh, issues, which I appreciate. Um, so he's talking about the moral versus the monsters. Everything gets framed like this, and it's why uh, you know the anti-Trumpism, the anger towards Trump, easily ported, uh, imported or exported, right? It ports over to you know parents at school board meetings. It gets ported over to anti-vaxxers. It gets ported over to Ron DeSantis and his followers and all this stuff. Because everything, like this is the way they view everything. This is the prism. It is the filter. And his argument is that the people who are advancing this keep touting their defense of democracy and how everything is about protecting the democracy. But these are also people that rely on this you know, idea of a technocratic tyranny, that they have a ruling class of experts, and they will tell us, you will own nothing and be happy. You will eat the bugs, right? This is the idea. They know what's best. It's the science and data, right? As the, the Church of the Branch Covidians told us. So he says that this cultural usurpation, he says it almost worked. But they overplayed their hand. In a cruel twist of saving irony, the blinding power of the Truman Show and the notion of the moral versus the monsters it created, uh, that it created became a set of blinders to our sanctimonious left, he says. Here's why. When you deploy the morality binary, this moral versus the monsters, we're the good guys, you're the bad guys on everything, right? When you deploy the morality binary across every single front to win and you paint your side as the righteous and the other side as the evil, you perform a series of slicing off from the greater populace, right? You keep dividing. You, you keep carving off another chunk of people. And at first it was just the, you know, pro-Trumpers and, oh, I don't like them, so that's okay. And then it was, you know, Anti-vaxxers, well, you know, I'm going to get my shot, so okay, okay, fine, I'm still there. And then it's mom and dad, you know, mad about teaching, their, the, the teachers teaching their kids at the school that, uh, you know, white people are oppressors. And then it's kind of like, well, no, wait a minute, right? When you, when you define, you divide. And so as they're slicing away more and more, Theo Jordan is arguing, right, you're, you're, uh, increasing the chances of failure. If you don't support critical race theory praxis in schools, well, you're a white supremacist. If you don't support Leah Thomas swimming in that pool, you're a transphobe. If you won't take needles without necessity established, you're an anti-vaxxer. If you don't genuflect to the climate cult, you're a science denier. The religious, well, they're stuck in the past, ignorant and suppressive. Gun owners, they're abhorrent, they're dangerous. Pregnancy is oppressive. Stay-at-home moms are looked down upon. Being against seeding gender dysphoria to kindergartners means that you just don't want people to exist. So after all of these excisions, who exactly is left? When you've turned parents, truckers, and Floridians into fascists, Joe Rogan into a racist, 
Bill Maher into a right winger, who's left on your team, <laughs> right? He goes on to say, COVID pulled back so many curtains and woke so many people up. Once there, many began to see the same fallacies across other topics, the same machine running across other fronts. This is what happened in Florida, by the way. We're just several laps ahead of the rest of the country, he says. Did, so like, did the widely anticipated red wave only happen in Florida because of something in the water? Or was it something about 2022 instead? This is why he's confident, he's optimistic that the rest of the country is going to get to where Florida is. I don't know. We shall see. The WEF is meeting in Davos, Switzerland. Key themes this year include, you want to take a guess? Here you go. Combating misinformation. Promoting public-private partnerships. Green politics. DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Resiliency and sustainability, health security, and, uh, yeah, uh, the continued digitization via the metaverse and smart technologies. But, uh, you know, completely unrelated, I'm sure. Some of the people that are there, BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, Chase CEO, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, Citigroup CEO, Jane Fraser, Bain & Company Chairman, uh, governors of the central banks of countries like France and Israel, the Netherlands, five representatives of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, representatives from the AP, Reuters, Washington Post, Axios, Bloomberg, CBS, CNBC, CNN, Deutsche Welle, The Economist, The Financial Times, Forbes, Foreign Affairs, Fortune, Fox Business, NBC, The Atlantic, New York Times, Politico, and The Wall Street Journal. Big tech is there, Google, LinkedIn, Meta, Microsoft, TikTok, MasterCard, Visa, 2,700 participants from 130 countries. Oh, the FBI director's there, too. Oh, yeah. Along with Al Gore, European heads of states, the WHO, the UN, they're all there. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs) 